keeping it real with Jerry Lawrence. Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. <laughs> Little Mac Miller for y'all to start the show. That was called Rush Hour off the Good AM album. Or Good Morning, I guess is the name of the album. But it's a super dope album. Check it out. Uh, I've been gone for a little bit. I think it's been about three weeks, maybe, since I've last recorded or put something up. Probably even more than that since I've actually recorded anything. I think the last one was maybe over a month ago when I had Chris, Janine, Damien all in here. Had a great episode with them. Oh, let me start out by saying rest in peace to DMX too. If you guys listen to that episode with Chris and Janine and Damien, I know we talked about DMX on there and it was just, it was bad timing because he, he died probably a week or two after we recorded that. So that conversation had nothing to do with his passing, even though we were talking about it because Damien was, you know, comparing it to Lil Nas X. And that's probably why you didn't hear us say rest in peace or any of that. So I wanted to come over here and uh, clear that one up, say rest in peace to DMX. I, I do have a DMX in uh, Black Rob tribute episode that I'm planning on doing. Probably should have been done. But I've been very busy these past few weeks, and I'm going to get to all that in a minute. But look out for this, this DMX Black Rob tribute episode probably in the next week or so. I hate, I hate giving timelines on here because I never stick to them, but I do want to do something special for them. I want to play some music. I want to talk about some, you know, some stories behind the, the songs and my memories of some of these songs. So definitely going to do something for them. Rest in peace, Shock G. I'm going to talk about Shock G a little bit on a, probably another episode later on after the DMX Black Rob one, because I want to put that one together. I want those two on one together. So I already know the songs I want to play, at least on the Black Rob side. Still putting the DMX part together, but look out for that because I think, you know, you might learn a few things. I got, a lot of knowledge when it comes to hip hop. 
I'm not even going to lie though. My DMX knowledge is not as strong as most. Most of the hardcore DMX fans. But I have enough to put a tribute episode together. So look out for that. With that being said, I've been gone, like I said, for about three weeks since you guys last heard a new episode. I had a throwback on on there recently, but this is the first new episode in three weeks. Yeah. A little sound drop for you, a little hallelujah. But um, the reason I've been gone for so long is because I've been busy with a couple things. So one, I've been resting. I think sometimes I might overwork myself between my regular job, the podcast, hanging out with friends, going on dates, doing all these different things, trying to squeeze all these things into my life. It can be a little um, draining sometimes. I can be a little burnt out. So some, some days I just, you know, I'm not mentally or physically up to recording. So these last few weeks, I just had to take some time to myself and rest. That was one of the reasons that I've been gone. But another reason I've been gone is because I've been, um, let me see how, how do I word this. I've been very into learning about investing lately. Like, I don't know where it started, but I've just been really into learning about the stock market. Actually, I do know where it started. I it was like a few weeks ago, maybe like, no, it was probably over a month ago. I looked at my 401k from my old job and I hadn't put no money in this 401k and since I left the job. So almost two years and I saw it was still making money and I got very excited when I saw that. And I was like, ever since then, I just couldn't get that thought out of my head. Like, whoa, 401k is still moving out here. I always thought a 401k only made money when you put money into it. So when I saw that it was still making money on its own, I got very intrigued. I wanted to know more. And it kind of led me down this whole rabbit hole of like, let me see how I can do that with outside of the 401k. Let me see how I can do that on my own. So I kind of been learning a lot about investing um, stocks, ETFs. Um, I haven't got to bonds yet. That's still on my list. I got mutual funds are still on my list. 401k, I, already, I learned a little bit more about that. Oh, crypto. Shout out to all y'all out there with the crypto. I've taken a little look at it. It doesn't look like my type of thing, so I think I'm going to fall back on the crypto. And even with the stocks, I know I've talked on this this show before about how I'm not really messing with stocks. I think I'm more focused on land and all that. One thing I've learned over these uh, last few months or so is that you kind of have to put your money in different places. You can't just focus on one thing. So, yes, I want to do land at some point. I want to buy some land, but I can't go all in on land because... The way this world is, if you risk it all on one thing and it doesn't work, you lose everything. So I'm, I'm moving money around. I'm putting money in different places. Right now, I'm learning about my stock market thing. I bought some books. The one I bought that I heard was the best was called The Intelligent Investor. So I've been reading that one a little bit, but then also just learning kind of as I go. A lot of trial and error with the stock market. But every day, I've just been reading. I've been reading stocks. I've been reading up on stocks. I actually paid $99 for this Motley Fool premium membership because they give real good advice in there. And I feel like as somebody who's beginning and trying to learn how this, this thing moves, I need, I can't just, you know, go off of my, my advice. I got to like listen to some experts on stuff, 
And I, I like the stuff they were talking on there. So I paid for this little one year membership. I feel like if I make some money in stocks, that'll pay for itself. So I'm not too worried about that. But just the, the knowledge I've been gaining over these past past few weeks, man, it's been incredible. I love this podcast, but I, I'd be lying to you if I said it's my main focus right now. I think I'm trying to set myself up for the future. Especially, you know, I've talked about my job and how I don't really, I'm not super happy at it. So now I'm thinking about, man, do I want to be like 50 and still working a job I don't like? So a lot of this, this thought is going into that, like putting money into things that can invest and make money over the years so I can retire early and be chilling. I had Mike on here um, a couple months ago and I said something to Mike. Cause we were talking about money. I was telling him how much I don't really care about money like that. And I said, Mike, I said, yo, if I ever, like, if I really wanted to be a millionaire, I'd be a millionaire. You know, I just feel like I have that type of brain. And I think I've gotten to that point now where it's time to be a millionaire. It's time for me to kind of show people my potential. Cause I always feel like I see the world differently. And I think that'll benefit me in the stocks, in the stock market, like just buying different stocks that people maybe not are focusing on. So we're going to see. We're going to see. But I, I, I believe in myself and I'm, I'm learning. And I, I'm, I'm, the reason I'm trying to do all this, too, is not just for me. Like, I want to give my knowledge back. Like, whatever I learn, I want to give to you guys, too. So, you know me, I'm all about giving y'all the game on little things I learn here and there. And I... I know that I have to kind of do this on my own first. I can't like try to bring people along as I do it because it might slow me down. But once I get there and learn, that's when I come back from y'all. That's when I start giving y'all some information like, yo, I got friends that don't even know how to open an account. So I can kind of show them, hey, this is what you do. This is how much you might need to put in it. Once I get all the necessary information, that's when I start coming back for everybody, bringing them to where I'm at, but I got to learn it first before I can start helping everybody else. So everybody be patient with me. I'm going to try to record consistently with the podcast, but if I miss some time here and there, just know that I'm, I'm, I'm knee deep in this stock stuff, man. I'm trying to learn and not just stocks because that's an important thing I'm learning right now too, is like, you can't just focus all on just stocks, right? So you have stocks, but you also have ETFs, which are, I believe it's electronic transfer funds, which are kind of like stocks, but they earn money. They're like dividends. So every quarter you might earn like 50 cents to maybe a dollar based on how many share per share, which a share is like one share is a stock. Like a, a share is you buy a share in a company, but you can buy multiple. It's, it's I know it sounds confusing, so I'm not even going to get too deep into it, but I'm learning that you can't just go all in. It can't just be stocks. You got to like buy different things. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm reading a lot. I'm on these websites. I'm looking up stock prices. I'm seeing if I want to put money into certain stocks and I'm going to keep updating y'all as, as I go on how it's going. I got 401k, like I said, and I just want to, you know, spread the money around because everybody, they, they always say you want to have like a diversified uh, portfolio. So you want to have like, your money in like 10 different places. So you're making money in you know different things. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do right now. Had to take some time off to learn it, but 
The last few weeks have been pretty good, man. Like, I feel very refreshed. I went back to work. Um, I got my vaccine. I know I don't know how y'all might feel about that, but I got the first dose of Pfizer. So I got the Pfizer vaccine. I got to go back in, a, in like two more weeks to get the second dose. And I want to talk about that, too, because I know I was I was on here saying I don't know if I'm going to get it. I might wait till the fall. Like I was hesitant, but I saw a lot of people around me getting the vaccine and it kind of motivated me to want to come and get it myself. So got the first dose. Felt all right. You know, a little sore arm, uh, a little slight headache, nothing crazy, but you know, it is what it is. But I think the reason I got it is because I believe in my immune system. So like a lot of people, you know, they talk about, well, they're, they're injecting the, the COVID into you to give you the vaccine or they're injecting the flu when you get the flu one. Like, but I believe my immune system is strong enough that it's like, yo, even if they put a little bit into me, pause is not going to really affect a lot. So I didn't feel bad about getting it. Once I saw all my friends and family getting in, like not bad side effects with people, you know, some little pains and aches here and there, but I think for the greater good, it was necessary. Um, Shout out to my woke people though. I know you guys are not, still on board with it and I'm that's your decision but I just know me man I'm around so many people and I like to be out and about you know I went out for Sherwin's birthday a few weeks ago to Senior Frog shout out to Sherwin happy birthday and it was so many people out there man no mask none of that and it's like yo if I'm gonna be moving around like this for the summer I gotta be protected so I got the vax man I feel like I am a little more confident moving around without a mask, moving around in public areas. I just, I never really felt like I was going to get the virus anyway. Like I felt like uh, my immune system was strong enough that I probably wouldn't have gotten it, but it's just an extra level of, of peace of mind. I got, so I feel better. I'm ready to move on in the summer. I'm ready to move around this city. See what's going on there. They had the NFL draft last week. Hung out with some friends for that. Shout out to James and Mark. Uh, and Kyle. Kyle came over. We were at Mark's house, watched most of the draft at Mark's house. I think up until like the teens I was there. I left I left Mark's house to go to the garage, watch it the rest of the fan. Elvis, Mike, Demain, Jarvez. Like we were all there. Or Jarvez was with me earlier in the uh, evening too. So watched the rest there. Saw the Steelers pick. Najee Harris. Solid pick. That's probably who I wanted. I mean, him or Tevin Jenkins, who's a offensive lineman for Oklahoma State, but Najee Harris running back from Alabama. That's what we needed as a Steeler fan. Like our running game was trash last year. James Conner got hurt a lot. He's in Arizona now. So it was just nice to see them take a step in the right direction. Uh, a lot of people are comparing Najee Harris to Le'Veon Bell. And if he plays like Le'Veon Bell, then we're great, man. That's a great pickup. Uh, the rest of the draft, we got a tight end. Uh, I don't even know his name. I can't pronounce. They call him baby Gronk. He says he hates the nickname. But if he plays anything like Gronk, I'll be happy. I had a doctor's appointment. Probably the first time I went to the doctor's in like two years. Everything's good so far. You know, they put the little thing on your heart, see how everything's beating that, that blood pressure and all that. So I'm good with that. I got to get a little blood work done just to make sure I don't have no diseases. So that'll be the next thing to do. I also need a, I need a dentist appointment. I haven't been there in a while. So probably try to set that up this week. I've had this this job for almost a year with this like good insurance, well, free insurance. I guess healthcare like they don't charge me for it. So I should have been did all this stuff, but man, I've been slacking. So 
I got a lot on my plate, a lot to get done. I want to say thank you to Kayla. Kayla came through, man. Kayla came through with the uh, HelloFresh gift card for like $65. So, <laughs> Standing applause for Kayla, man. Shout out to Kayla, man. I love Kayla. She's like one of my good friends. We hang out from time to time. We have our coffee. We talk. We talk about life. We talk about business ideas, different things. I mean, it's always a wealth of knowledge. But she gave me the HelloFresh $65 gift card. So I used it. Got three meals from them, two like pork dinners. Uh, if you're Muslim, cover your ears on that one. Got some pasta, and it was pretty good. They like mail it to you in like this big box that's like keeps everything cold. This is not even a, a ad. I'm just telling y'all what it is because I I really enjoyed it. I got the two portion meal, so it's supposed to be for two. But the way I eat, I ate both portions each time I've made the meals. I got like one meal left. And I just want to say thank you to Kayla once again, man. That was a really great meal. Came through for me in the clutch this week. Didn't have to buy a lot of food this week. You know, didn't really have to do what well, I cooked, but I saved some money, man. So shout out to her. It's good to have friends, you know, who have connections or whatever. You know, she shops there so much. She got the free gift card and passed one on to your boy. Um, I had some days off. This week, too, I worked. I've been like, that's another thing. I've been working a lot of double shifts lately. A lot of doubles just so I can get like the extra day off. So I worked a double Tuesday, no, Monday night into Tuesday morning. So I had like the most of the day Tuesday off. I slept till about one, hung out at, at home, went for like a little walk around the neighborhood. So that was pretty much my Tuesday. And normally when I'm coming off of like a work day, the next day, I'm definitely not potting. From like going from work to the day off. Because that's like the recovery day. Like the week has been so crazy. And so stressful that I got to recover. So that's just like a day to myself. So whenever like normally if I did the pod. It's usually like on a Thursday. Unless I really want to get it done with. Like today I'm recording on a Friday night. It's damn near midnight. I meant to record yesterday. Which was my day off. It was Thursday. And I put it off all day. Because I was like oh I'll do it. During the day, but then I matched with this uh, woman on Tinder and we were messaging a lot throughout the day. So then I was like, oh, I'll do it at night. I'm like, oh, but the Blazers place, so I'll do it after the Blazer game. So I'm trying to go watch the Blazer game, but I did not have, oh, it was on TNT. I don't have cable. So then I couldn't watch it. And uh, I don't know why. Oh, no. I, then I started reading up on the stocks. That's the thing. I spent so much time uh, looking up stocks and reading up on stocks and ideas yesterday so that was pretty much my dad went to the basketball court and shot around it was a really good day and then wednesday was like wednesday was like one of my favorite days i've had in a while because let me tell you i woke up i woke up wednesday probably around nine ten o'clock because i had a whole day plan i'm like i'm going to daytona not to the beach but like there's some shops and restaurants in daytona i like so i'm like i'm going to daytona and I'm hitting up all this stuff. I'm going to play basketball. Like I had, a, it was just a really chill day to myself. So I left my house at like one, which was kind of late. I wanted to leave earlier, but I don't know. I was just BSing around. You know, once you, you kind of lounge around, you watch TV, it's hard to leave. So I left around one. I stopped in uh, this little city called Edgewater. Not to be confused with um, Edgewater in Orlando where the high school is. This is on the coast. It's a, it's a city called Edgewater, Florida. 
stop there because they have a really nice basketball court. So got some shots up there. Um, the lightning came, not the hockey team, but the lightning, like the rain and lightning was starting to come. So I had to leave because the little siren thing comes on. You can't stay on the court. So left there, went to this spot in um, New Smyrna called Donnie's Donuts. All the while, I'm driving down US-1 because I've told y'all in the past, I really love to drive down US-1. I just think it's a beautiful drive. So I go down US-1 the whole way, stop the Edgewater, get back on US-1, down the New Smyrna, Donnie's Donuts. It's um, It was on like the food, one of food channels. And it's a spot I discovered like last year. It was just a, it's a really cool donut spot. Um, they have these cake donuts, but it's not even the, the, the cake donuts, the icing. The icing brings the flavor to like all their donuts and makes them all taste like what they're supposed to taste like. So like, you know, I got the maple bacon. I had like a fruity pebble one. I had like a Reese's one. Like I, there's so many good donuts I got there. So hit up Donnie's. I bought like five donuts because I was like, I'm not going to eat them all. I ate like one. Then I went to Wawa, got some coffee because, you know, you got to get the coffee when you're driving. I don't know. I told you, it's not even about drinking coffee. It's just the process of getting it, being in my car, driving, having a coffee mug there. I could just pick it up, sip as I'm driving. I don't know. I just love it. So did that. Then I went to Daytona. I moved on to Daytona. Now, this is where the trip starts getting good. I go to Bucky's. Bucky's is this large gas station with like 100 pumps. But they have, it's like a Wawa times 100. Because they have so many food options in there. They have like a pulled pork sandwich you can get. The brisket sandwich. The, the sausage sandwich. Paws, um, turkey. Like all these different sandwiches. You can get burritos. Tacos. Like all types of stuff. Shout out to Domaine. He told me about Bucky's years ago. I didn't believe him that it was great. Until I finally was in Texas and got to go. And I was like, yo, Bucky's is the truth. So I go in there. I get, oh, they got kalashis too, which is like another Texas thing. So I got the kalashi, two of them. I got a sausage and cheese kalashi and a boudin kalashi. Boudin is like some Houston shit. I don't even know how to explain it. Look it up. <laughs> Shout out to Beyonce. I heard her mentioning on this song before, but got that. And then I got the, um, the sausage sandwich. And I went to the parking lot, ate it, went to Sam's Club, which was like right across the street. So I'm telling you, I'm, I'm knocking out so much stuff on this trip. That's why I was like, I planned the whole day around this Daytona trip because I'm like, I'm doing all this stuff. So I go to Sam's because I'm like, maybe they'll have like the fish I like. Because the one in Cocoa doesn't seem to have it anymore, which was like this uh, steelhead trout. Of course, they didn't have it at the Daytona one either, but whatever. I didn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of gas or anything wasted because it's right across the street from Bucky. So after that, I go to Bethune Grill. Bethune Grill is like the spot of all spots. Like if you're ever in Daytona, not Daytona Beach, Daytona, Florida. Like if you're in Daytona by the, the speed track, whatever that little NASCAR track, a little past that into the downtown part of Daytona, there is a place called Bethune Grill. It is on the Bethune-Cookman University campus. And it's this wing spot. And they're famous for their honey wings. Trust me on this. Trust me. If you're ever in Daytona, go to Bethune Grill. So I got the 12-piece honey wings with some fries. I took a picture of it. It looks amazing. Like, if you know me, ask to see the picture. I'll send it to you just so you can know that it's official. Got the tw- the 12-piece with fries. They're honey wings, but they have, like, a buffalo sauce mixed in with the honey, and it's just amazing. It's the... I'm not going to say it's the most amazing wing I've ever had because the honey lemon pepper is up there too. 
But this, this is top five dead or alive. Like, I'm telling y'all, if y'all ever go through Daytona, stop at Bethune Grill. Trust me. They ain't even had the macaroni there. Because if they had the macaroni, that's another story. Because you get that with the wings, but they didn't have the macaroni. I settled for the wings. They didn't even have the pork chops, which I didn't even know they had pork chops. Until I saw the menu. And it said they had pork chops, but they weren't selling them that day. So I probably had to go back for the pork chops. But solid, solid meal. Took it back to the crib. Um, oh, I stopped at this other spot called GFS, Gordon Food Services, because they have catfish there, the frozen catfish. So I get that. I'm telling you, it's a whole trip, man. I I was cruising down, bro. And then I go to Gordon's. I get the catfish and um some couscous, some frozen couscous, because this is like a later meal that I'd be cooked. Like the frozen bag of catfish. Got like 15 of them in there. And I love catfish. I don't know. Some people don't think it's a great fish. I think it's amazing. So Came back home. Cut my hair, watched a little YouTube. I don't really have much hair to cut, but you know, I took it down. I took it down to a respectable level. Hairline is what it is at this point. Um, I'm not bald completely. I left a little bit. Yeah, I leave a little bit. I don't know, just to give you a little bit of sense of pride. So I left a little bit of hair on my. Then I, I took a shower, watched the Blazers jazz game, which I didn't think I was going to get to watch it because I, I have the league pass, but it wasn't on league pass. It was on like some... I think it was on ESPN. I got the plug. Somebody hooked it up with a with a password or a website to watch. So I watched it. And then after that, I finished the night with some detox tea because after eating the way I ate that day, let me tell you, I had the detox. So the detox tea is dope because you drink that and you kind of just go to bed and then you wake up in the morning and it all comes out. Like It all comes out. You feel like you've been cleansed. So that was my Thursday. No, that was my Wednesday. And then my Thursday was the day where I just, um, like I said, I looked at the stocks, shot around a little bit. I went back to the basketball court because I didn't get enough shots up on the Wednesday because of the rain. So I went back, did that. Great few days off, very relaxing. Um, I didn't hang out with anybody. It was just all time to myself, which sometimes you got to do that. Like I told you, I used to do like one day a week to myself. So this was damn near three days. And it was just beautiful. Like, I didn't even pod. Like, it was just straight, not lazy, because I got a lot done, but it was just re- refreshing. It was much needed. I'd had a busy past few weeks, and it just felt good to get that done. So, one thing I forgot to mention, when I was driving to Daytona, I was listening to the uh, Joe Budden podcast. Because when I woke up, and this is another reason it took me a while to leave the house, and I'm kind of glad I left late that day to go to Daytona because when I woke up I heard, started hearing about all the drama that was going on with the Joe Budden podcast and you know me I'm a huge Joe Budden fan musically I love the podcast too like I watched the Joe Budden podcast I listened to it I've told y'all the difference between watching and listening I've talked about him going to Patreon and my opinion on that so I'm very tuned in plugged in and I've been hearing little things in the past few weeks and I've been watching YouTube videos about all the like supposed drama going on. And I knew there was some drama. I knew there was drama because I've seen it when you watched it on the uh, YouTube, you could kind of see the interactions were off between like Joe, Rory and Maul. Rory and Maul took a week or no, they took like a month off. They took like a month off because it was, they, they played it down. Like it was nothing big. They were just getting some stuff right. They said it wasn't really business or money related. Come to find out, it's all related to business and money, which I'm not surprised because when you're doing business with friends, things can get weird. So 
for those who don't know, like I'm not going to go too deep into it because I don't know who cares or not, but the drama with the podcast, basically, it just blew up on Wednesday. Joe Budden fired Rory and Maul on air. He said the podcast was over. I said, oh, my gosh, I got to listen to this. So I was trying to find it because apparently he had put the podcast up originally. Like he puts them usually up and he has a Patreon one you got to pay for. But this was a regular one and he put it up and I guess he realized, you know, let me take it down and make it more of a Patreon thing to try to get people to subscribe to the Patreon, get some money out of it. I'm not mad at it, but I'm not paying for Patreon. So I spent like an hour trying to find the podcast. I was on the little Joe Budden Reddit because there's a Reddit page for the uh, podcast where you can, where they talk about stuff and there's a lot of, you know, speculation and people's just topics. It's pretty cool to read. And I'm, I'm not even supposed to be on there because I'm on you know, social media and all that. But I've been reading the Joe Budden Reddit every now and then just to get updates on all the drama. So somebody on that page came through with a link for the podcast. So I got the podcast. I found it. And I said, you know what? I'm not even taking chances. I'm not taking a chance on trying to stream this because they might take this down. So I downloaded the podcast, a three-hour podcast. I downloaded it. I had to wait like 30 minutes for this thing to download on my computer. It was going so slow. And when it finally downloads, I said, I'm putting it on my phone. So, like, I plugged my phone into the computer because, you know, I got a Windows phone. I'm still old school the way I do things. Like, I have to drag the file over into the phone and all that. I'm not doing bluetooth or however you guys do stuff i don't do it like that so once i finally got it transferred over to the phone i was super excited i'm like i got something to listen to for this whole ride to daytona and back and it did keep me entertained man and let me tell you if you have not heard the episode of joe budden uh when he fires rory and maul it is one of the best podcasts i've ever heard like Especially for the Joe Budden one. That's one of his best episodes. It was so much passion. It was a lot of yelling. Uh, but the thing I appreciated is I am a technical guy. I like to hear all of the facts. I want to hear both sides of the story. And Joe gave it up on that podcast. He told his whole side. I didn't think he really left any stones unturned. He gave his part. Now I'm waiting for the Rory and Maul part so I can kind of decide who I feel is right or wrong. But going off of what Joe said, he made some strong arguments. And if you haven't heard this episode, I suggest you listen to it. Even if you never even listened to Joe Budden podcast, listen to this episode. It is one of the best episodes I think he's ever had. And if you can't find it anywhere, hit me up. Because like I said, I downloaded it so I can I can get it to you. I can probably or. I can send you the link on where I found it, whatever. Just hit me up if you want to, if you want to listen to it, because I can get it. And he, he put another episode up later that night or the next day on Patreon, like a 30-minute episode where he kind of explained it a little more. And he tried to be a little more calm this time. There's not a lot much to gain from that one because he's just kind of like telling the same stuff over. But I found that one too. Like I think I found my new plug to find these episodes. So Hit me up if you guys need to find it or if you want to listen. I can probably point you in the right direction. But what I want to talk about with the Joe Budden podcast is, like, who is to blame here? Because I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this. Because, like I said, I'm just so into, like, the whole drama of it. I've been invested since the beginning. I've been, I've been listening to Joe Budden's podcast since it was called I'll Name This Podcast Later. When it was Joe Budden, 
Rory and um, I believe what was her name? Melissa? No, Madi, Madi, Madi. Um, Marissa, Marissa Mendez. I'm sorry, that was her name, Marissa Mendez. Like when it was just them, and then Maul came on after Marissa got fired. Like I've been, I've been down since day one. So I've, I've just very invested in it. It's like a reality show. And Joe Budden, basically, the reason he's upset at Rory and Maul is because they, they want to see the books. He said they want to, like, audit him. They want to know where all the money's going. And Joe's basically like, look, I own the, the platform. I own this podcast. I don't need to show you guys where the money is going because it's none of your business. And I agree with him when it comes to that part. I don't think he owes them... Um. I don't think he owes them a look into where the money is going. Now, the point Rory and Maul make is that we are all friends. You told us we're in this together and that this should be like, we should all have stake in this business. And this is where it gets tricky because this is why I don't think you should do business and friendship because Joe Budden basically is telling them like, yo, we are friends. But when it's business, we got to kind of put the friendship to the side. Like you can't intertwine those. You can't let that get in the way of the business. And Rory and Maul let that get in the way. And I think where Rory and Maul messed up is they don't, they didn't have it in writing that they owned part of this. So like after they did their contracts, they're trying to come back later and they're trying to like stake claim. And it's kind of like in the NBA or like more the NFL where you sign your contract and then you want more money, but you're pretty much at the team's mercy. And I don't, I don't always think it's fair because the team can cut you at any moment, even though you sign a contract, but they have all the power because they're the, the team, the owner, whatever. So that's kind of what Joe Budden is doing in this situation where he's like, this is my network. I am in control of this. I don't have to give you guys anything, you know, you're paid nicely. He said they're paid great. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm real interested to know if they if they ever break that out and tell us what the real numbers are. But some people said they're getting mil- a million, two million, like a year. And if they're getting that, I think that's pretty solid. He said they don't contribute much to the show. Um, he supplies everything, and I, I'll give Joe this. Like the first three years, they they didn't they didn't get paid for that show. They did that show for free. I mean. That, as anybody who does a podcast knows, you're not making money off a podcast until you get like a good listenership, until you get some sponsors, some ads, whatever. Joe Budden did that show for three years with no ads. You know, there was nobody sponsoring it. So that was all coming out of his pocket. So if, if he's paying for everything, I can see why he's saying, yo, I'm the one who owns this because he put a lot of money in it for free. Probably even paying them over the first three years. I'm sure they got some money out of his pocket. So I agree with him there that this is pretty much his business. And for them to think they own it, even though they think because they're friends and he has said in in the past that they are all in this together. But man, if you know anything about Joe Budden and I I hate to say it because he's like I said, he's my favorite, one of my favorite rappers. I mean, Mac Miller's up there now too, but Joe Budden, even though he considers you a friend or whatever, like he'll turn on the friends. We've seen it. I've seen him turn on Peter Rosenberg. I've seen him turn on Marissa. I mean, he acted like it was nothing after they all stopped podding together. Like he didn't even, he talked bad about them and all that. So to see how he's turned on Rory and Ma is not surprising to me. 
uh, it's sad to see it go that way because I, I mean, him and Maul were probably they were friends for a long time. They they were roommates. They lived together. Him and Rory they met in 2014, so that's a, a fairly new friendship. And he's the way he's talking about Rory now is like, yo, we're never really even friends. There was a lot of drama on the show, like I said too. Like Rory's tried to fight him multiple times on the show. Uh, you could just tell the energy was off with him and Rory. Something's not right with that friendship. So I think Joe's friendship with Rory is pretty much over. I think him and Maul have a chance to recover, but it's a small chance because Maul is all about respect. That's all he said when he came back after they took their hiatus. It's all about respect, and Joe has not been respecting them. So I would be surprised to see even him and Maul get back on good terms at this point. They had, like I said, you couldn't mix friendship or business. Did he treat his friends bad, I would say? I would say, yes, he's been treating them a little bit bad even though he said he's reached out to them. So I don't know. I mean, he's trying to have a conversation. If they're not receptive of it, then I don't know if I say he's treating them bad. He said they got lawyers and they're, they're pretty much ignoring him. It's all going through lawyers now. So I'm not even going to say he's treating them bad. Then if it's going through the lawyers, that's a separate thing. You know, we can't, you can't blame that on them. Like we can't say that's part of the friendship thing. That's, that's business now, straight business. Um, he said the beef was over accounting, which I kind of talked about a little bit with them wanting to see the books. And the funny thing is they all said it wasn't about money when they broke, when they took the hiatus. And now we see it is about money. And it's just, I hate when they, people lie about stuff. And I watched the Joe Budden interview with Adam 22 a few days before this on No Jumper. And Adam's like, yo, you know, why are you, are you guys on break again? Like, what's going on? He's like, yo, this is a vacation. We'll all be back when I get back to the, um, New York. And they're not back. So it's like, man, it kind of bothers me a little bit that Joe has lied about this and kind of try to make it seem like there was no no issues, and now it's all just come out, and you can't stop it now. It's just out. So it makes me wonder, because Maul says that he's been lying about a lot. Joe Budden, he's, Maul's saying Joe Budden's been lying about a lot, and Rory said that too. So it makes me wonder if he if he has been lying about the business side of things. You know, I, I'm real interested to hear Rory and Maul speak on it. Rory's only said, uh, he's come out and said that, you know, he appreciates the years and it was a good run. And he thanked everybody for listening. Maul said he's going to expose some more. Maybe they're going to go on a, uh, a podcast or do an interview. But I'm I'm locked in, man. I'm locked in. Whenever it happens, I will be there front and center with, like, some popcorn. Because I hate to see it go down like this. But I don't know. I, part of me likes the messiness of it all, too. And I just like hearing all the details of, like, the business stuff. Because I'm really into business, like, I always want to know how businesses are run. So when I can get little tidbits from, from their conversations about what they do, I appreciate it. Oh, well, let me, let me make this point. Let me make this point. Well, let me ask the question. Do Rory and Maul deserve equity in the podcast? I think I already answered that. I don't think they deserve equity in it. I don't think they deserve the share in it. Joe's been the one financing everything, bringing everything to the table. I think it's his business. Uh, everything's on the Joe Budden network. It's on his YouTube page. So this is all like his stuff. It's kind of hard late in the game to do this. Like and say, Hey, you guys are part of it. Case in point. I do this podcast right now by myself. It's keeping it real with Jared Lawrence has my name on it. It's pretty much a Jared Lawrence production. I have my friends on from time to time to talk. Yeah. I mix it up. But if, if somebody came to me and was like, yo, I want to be part of it. I want ownership in. I would probably be hesitant too because it's like 
I've built this myself, even though I haven't, I'm nowhere near the level of the Joe Budden, but this is pretty much my own operation. I funded all the equipment. Uh, I recorded, I edit it. Like I do pretty much all of the dirty work. So if somebody else wanted their, a piece of the pie, it's like, what are you bringing to the table? And if you're not here from the beginning as like that permanent co-host, like it would be hard for me to give ownership or say you're half of this pot is mine and half is like, I would, I'm such a control freak too. It'd be hard for me to give it up like that. So I'm not mad at Joe for saying he's not giving them equity because when you start something yourself, man, you know, you just don't want to like give up the ownership of it. Like domain or somebody, they could be my co-host and they could be on the show and then we could blow up and make a lot of money. And I'd probably, you know, I'm going to give them money. I'm going to pay them. But to give, like, hey, you're part owner, like, ah, I would probably have to see more that felt like you were using it or more that felt like you were acting like an owner for me to say that as opposed to just a co-host, you know? And that's no offense to anybody, but when you're the brains behind something, you want control of it. So I'm not mad at Joe. I'm not mad at him there. But like I said, I want to hear Rory and Maul's part or point two. I want to see what they got to say. Maybe they'll make some good points and I'll say, you know what? Maybe they did deserve some equity. So if I hear more about it from their side of things, I'll come back. I'll report on it and we get to it. But they were killing Joe online, like Twitter and all that. I, I could, I'm not on Twitter, but you can still see when you Google something like what it'll show you what his Twitter is saying. And on the Reddit, it'll show me like what everybody's saying. And it, everybody was mad at Joe. He's a narcissist. And this, and I, I agree. He is a narcissist. Like Joe Budden is about Joe Budden. Even though he said he's not a narcissist, but Joe Budden, like, he's a narcissist. I'm not even going to frown that. But they were killing him so much and saying he's wrong and this and that. And this is the, the only point I really wanted to make is that if you're going to listen to all that, don't just go by the clips. Because I saw a lot of sites and stuff talking about this whole story. And all they did was post some of the clips where he's yelling and screaming and, and belittling them and talking bad. And it does make it seem like he's at fault if you just listen to the clips. But if you listen to that whole podcast episode, like I told you to, I believe it's episode 437. You listen to that whole episode, you'll get his whole side of it. And it makes more sense why he feels like that from a business standpoint. And you might agree with it. I know I did. So I would just say, listen to the whole thing. Don't just listen to the clips. Cause if you just listen to the, the clips of it, you're not going to get the whole story, the full perspective of his side of things. So, it's important to get both sides, but it's also important to get the whole side. So you want to hear everything he has to say, listen to that episode. Like I said, if you can't find it, hit me up. I'll send it to you I, or I'll send you the link. I can get you to the episode that you need to hear. And like I said, it's one of the best episodes he's ever done. It was just so good. Uh, the future. What's the future of the Joe Budden podcast? I think it's Ice and Ish. I think Ice and Ish are going to be stepping in. They filled in as co-hosts when Rory and Maul took their break. They did good. And I, I'll say this. I do appreciate things from both of them. Like, I probably prefer Ice over Maul. Just because Maul sometimes can come off as too cool. Sometimes Maul doesn't want to talk about things. Like, he's trying to protect his industry friends or his political connects, as they say it in hip-hop. Ice is probably the best one on this pod because Ice doesn't give a fuck. Ice is going to tell you how he feels about everything. He's going to say the controversial things, but he's going to give his opinion as genuine. And that's why I like listening to ice on there. 
Ish, I'm not as big of a fan. He's, I'm warming up to Ish. I, I think he's getting better. I think he needs to talk a little louder on the mic. He kind of talks low. That's annoying. The Kevin Samuels episode was really bad. They had Kevin Samuels on, which if you don't know who Kevin Samuels is, Google it. Go listen to the Joe Budden and Kevin Samuels episode. But Ish was super annoying on that one. He just would not shut up. And sometimes when we have a great guest like that, you got to shut up. And I know I've done that in the past too on here, so I can't get too mad. But I believe the best combination of the Joe Budden podcast would be Joe Budden, Rory, Ice, and of course Parks because it's his house, studio, whatever they record in. But I think the best combination is Joe, Rory, and Ice. Maul and Ish, I could do without. But if we're going to put Ice and Ish together, it balances it out because Ice to me is so good. I always want to hear what Ice has to say. I'm just a big fan. So I look forward to seeing what happens with the podcast. I know a lot of these headlines are saying the Joe Budden podcast is over. He fired them. Like, let me tell you, the podcast is not over. It's never going to be over. Joe has said this millions of times. He makes so much money off of that podcast. He has so many people he employs off of that podcast. So I don't know why all the headlines are making it seem like the podcast is over. Like the, the, uh, the variation of Rory or the, the Joe Budden podcast as it is with Rory and Maul is over. But the podcast in general is not over. I guarantee it. He is still going to do it with Ice and Ish. Uh, whether it's all Patreon now, that's the question. Like, is he going to take it all behind the paywall? I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think he will. I don't think it's smart. I think you still need some of the YouTube listenership, especially to get people over to Patreon. You got to bring them in free. Then they'll want to pay. So that's, I expect it to keep going on. Uh, maybe one episode on YouTube, one on Patreon. I'm, that's what we'll see, like the dynamics and the particulars of how he does it. And we'll probably get more clarity. I think Saturday is when they record the, their pod. So Saturday we'll probably see a little bit of what the direction, the new direction is going to be with that. Uh, the Patreon thing's interesting too because I'm not, I'm still not sold on his success on Patreon. He says that the podcast is doing really well on Patreon. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I believe that. I think they're gonna need a sponsor at some point just to get the money balanced uh, to be able to pay everybody what they need to pay everybody. I know they have the Cash App one right now, but they're probably gonna need a little bit more than that. So, like I said, I'm always interested in the business aspect of things. So. I'm going to be watching just to see what they do business-wise. I'll report on it as, as it goes. Uh, I don't know if I'll spend this much time on it, but I was just so into this drama that I wanted to talk a little bit about it. And I, I, don't, I didn't get too much into it, but like I said, listen to episode 437. Ladies and gentlemen, there is something special going on right now in the NBA. The season's almost over, but I just want to say that LaMelo Ball is back. Now, I, you've heard me talk about it before on here. Like, I I can't even hide it anymore. It's a man crush. It's a man crush. Pause it. Do whatever you got to do. But LaMelo Ball is like my favorite player to watch. He got hurt. He was out for like a month. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then they said he was coming back, and I got – I was excited. I'm like, yo, he's finally back. I believe he's going to win rookie, rookie of the year now that he's um, finally back. I'm just happy to see him back. I hope the Hornets make the playoffs. I think they're such a fun team to watch with LaMelo Ball. Um, they, got, they got some young players that are just really good, man. Uh, Miles Bridges. 
Uh, who's the other guy? McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels, whatever that dude's name is. He, he looks really good for them. PJ Washington, Terry Rogier, which man, Boston, how'd you let him go? Gordon Hayward. Oh, he's been hurt actually. So Gordon Hayward's been hurt. Uh, Devonte, I think it's Devonte Graham. He looks good. So man, it's still an exciting team to watch. I think they need a big man though. So hopefully in this draft, they draft a big man because the centers, like I love, oh, I, love I like Bismack Biombo. He's solid for them. Cody Zeller's solid, but if that team ever gets a really good center, they're out of here. You know what I think would be dope for them? Nah, I was going to say they signed Andre Drummond. Actually, I think if Drummond goes to them next season, he could be really good for them because I feel like LaMelo Ball will get Andre Drummond so many easy looks. That could make that team really good. Drummond just has to put it all together, man. He has so many of the athletic uh, tools, but he just... I don't know, man. Something, something's not there with him that's that's making him a superstar. And I think he's gone after this season with the Lakers. I don't I don't see him coming back. I don't think they can afford him with the contracts of LeBron and AD. I don't I don't see it. So I think Drum Drummond's a rental in LA and maybe the Hornets need to go after him. Speaking of the Lakers, it's a big battle going on right now between the Lakers and the Blazers for this um was it the sixth seed? Yeah, the sixth seed. So you don't have to play in this playing game. And I don't know. Like, I think it's the sixth seed. So seven and eight. Not yet. The sixth seed. So the Blazers right now are tied with the Lakers for losses. But if the Lakers have two games left. So if the Lakers win out, the Blazers, no. The Lakers and Blazers, I don't know if they're tied or what. But the Blazers own the tiebreaker. They own the tiebreaker. The Blazers have one game left. So if the Blazers win this last game, they're in the sixth seed regardless. They don't have to play in the playing game. But if the Blazers lose, they need the Lakers to lose both of these games coming up. Actually, no, no. They need the Lakers to just lose one of these games. The Lakers, but they play the Pacers and the Pelicans, and Zion's not playing, and the Pacers suck. Like So the Lakers probably going to win these next two. The Blazers have the Nuggets on Sunday. That's a tough one. They have to beat the Nuggets to guarantee a spot in the playoffs. If they lose to the Lake um, to the Nuggets, they need the Lakers to lose one of the last two. Now the Blazers were on their way to securing this. Like I said, they I watched them against the Jazz on uh, Wednesday. They beat the Jazz. That was a great game. They just they they dominated that whole game. But then they lost to the Suns yesterday by one point. And now in t- typical Blazer fashion, like they need help. Or they need to show up against a really good team to get in this this playoffs. And the way I'm thinking about it, like I really want them to make the 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 sixth seed. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, yo, the sixth seed, whoever gets the sixth seed, I believe, has to play the Clippers. So now I'm like, yo, do I really want to play the Clippers in the first round? Maybe we need to lose to Denver and let the Lakers win out. Because the Lakers, look, y'all talk all that Laker talk if you want. I don't think the Lakers want to see the Clippers in the first round. I don't think they want to see the Clippers in the first round. I think they much rather see the Warriors in that little playing game. Like, Steph is dominating right now. Steph is shooting great. The Warriors, they look good. But the Lakers, they'll make, they'll make quick work out of the, the Warriors, I believe. So I think that's the – I think the Lakers really want the playing game. I think that's why LeBron hasn't been playing. I think they've been trying to lose, honestly. But the Blazers, 
Man, Sunday's going to be interesting. Even tomorrow. I think the Lakers have the back-to-back. So they play the Pacers tomorrow. So if they lose tomorrow, Blazers don't even have to play their, their starters on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But if the Blazers lose and the Lakers went out, the Blazers have to play the Warriors for the play-in. And we should be able to beat the Warriors. But, man, the Blazers have been so inconsistent this year. I just don't know where it's going. I think Terry Stotts is getting fired at the end of the year no matter what. No matter how good we do in the playoffs, I think he's gone. I think we need to start fresh. We need to start new. And it, it kind of reminds me of the Toronto Raptors, man, when they had uh, Dwayne Casey as their coach. And, like, every year they're doing the same thing. They're, like, not going far in the playoffs. DeRozan, Lowry, they can't get it over the hump. And then they fire Casey and they hire uh, – I forgot the buddy's name. They hire the white guy. And then they start – they win the championship, but I mean, granted, they have Kawhi Leonard, but I just feel like the Blazers have reached their peak with Terry Stotts. Like, it's not going to get any better. I feel like they have to make a move that shows that they are committed to being good next year, and it has to be a home run swing. Like, people are saying Jason Kidd. I don't think Jason Kidd's the move. I think Jason Kidd sets us back. He's ruined Brooklyn. He's ruined Milwaukee. Like, what the f- Fuck, the people think Jason Kidd is going to do to save the Blazers. Jason Kidd, to me, is not a great coach. I hate his rotations. His teams never, oh, they underachieve every time. Like, I don't want Jason Kidd as the coach. I think Chauncey Billups is the the dark horse. I think Chauncey Billups is somebody I think could make the Blazers a really good team. I think he could, I think Chauncey Billups could be like the next Steve, uh, Steve Kerr. And the reason I like Chauncey Billups is because he just fundamentally, man, he came from that Larry Brown system in Detroit. He's a hard worker. He's kind of just blue-collar style of play. I think he would hold these players accountable. I don't think Stotts holds the players accountable enough. I think his rotations are weird. Like, Derrick Jones Jr. hasn't played in, like, ages. We signed him for $10 million this year. He doesn't even play. Rondé Hollis Jefferson's getting minutes over him. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, man. Like, I hope we could keep Norman Powell, though. I really like him. Thought he was that was the better end of that trade with Gary Trent Jr. But Stotts, man, he frustrates me with some of these rotations. I think we need to move on from certain players. Uh, it might be time to say goodbye to Melo. I think we got to commit to going younger and more team-focused basketball. I think that's the biggest problem with the Blazers is too much one-on-one basketball. If you watch the way Toronto plays, and Nick Nurse is the name of that coach. I forgot his name earlier, but it's Nick Nurse. They play team ball, man. They're not doing good this year, but they had a lot of injuries. But Toronto, like, they just move the ball. Even Charlotte with LaMelo Ball. And they, they move the ball around. They pass more. The Blazers is too much one-on-one. You see Golden State. Golden State passes. Steph Curry's running around screens all day to get open and shoot. But Steph doesn't have to do too much one-on-one. Now, he will get flashy when he needs to, but he doesn't always have to because Kerr finds ways to get him open. I think that's what's lacking from the Blazers. We're not getting enough easy baskets off of smart basketball. We're like playing too much hero ball. And if we lose in the playoffs, that's what's going to do most. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now, but we'll see how it goes. Talk a little bit about it as the playoffs start. Before I wrap up this podcast, I want to talk about, um, I got a plan now. So I'm going to get off dating apps. My new plan is getting off dating apps by the time I turn 38. So my birthday is coming up June 30th. Shout out to me. 
Also, we will be doing a State of the Jared. We'll have another State of the Jared this year. I got a lot to discuss in personal life, dating and all that. So future, we'll, we'll do a State of Jared around June 30th. Uh, we'll get down to it. You guys can send questions like you did last year. We got some really great questions about me. So I'll, I'll talk about more of that as we get closer. But I'm getting off of the dating apps by the end of June. And the reason is I'm just more focused. Like I'm in a better, I'm in a better place right now. I don't under, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm just more focused on my future, man. Like I'm thinking about business stuff and just, I don't know. I feel like, a, I feel like a young Warren Buffett. So it's only the beginning of this journey, but it's an exciting time right now because I feel like whenever I get off social media, something good always happens. Like, I got off in 2014, came back in 2015, bought a house. I got off at the beginning of last year, 2020, came back, started the podcast back up. I've been off all year this year, and I've gone through some ups and downs, some highs and lows, you know, a lot of dating. But now, as I'm getting more focused on investing and all that, like, I'm not even as into the dating stuff anymore. Like, I'm looking here and there, and I'm going on a few dates here and there, but I'm still, you know, it's still, it's still F-U-F-N, but I'm not as focused on it. Like, I'm not out here every week hanging out with women and stuff. Like, I'd rather look up stocks and stuff and learn how I can grow my money. And I think that's going to be the focus for the second half of the year, reading all my books that I've been buying, getting that knocked out. Like, I, there's just so much time I could be spending reading that I, I spend BSing. Even with the podcast, like I spend so much time editing these episodes. I'm about to cut that back where I'm just going to have to, you know, some of these mistakes I make on here, we're just going to leave them up. Like if you listen to the earlier episodes of Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence, I didn't edit. Like those mistakes stayed up there. I may took out a few things here and there, but pretty much those were uh, raw and um, unedited. So I want to get back to that because I was spend like five, six hours editing these podcasts and it's, it's little things I'm taking out. Like, little sounds and noises but you know what when i listen to everybody else's podcast they leave that stuff in so i think i'm just gonna leave it in and it'll save me more time i can get more of these episodes up i can devote more time to learning and studying and not even just investing but reading my other books about history and the world the economy learning about uh i bought one about it's called jesus and the uh disheartened i believe and I watched the uh, Black Church documentary on PBS, which was phenomenal. Uh, I encourage everybody to watch that. I watched both episodes of it. And it just talks about, like, religion and how it started in America and how we went from slaves to being Baptists and Pentecostal and all this. It was just so good. So that's another thing. But it, it talked about Martin Luther King and how he became, like, a pastor and all that. And they say he read that book, Jesus and the Disheartened, Disen or Disheartened, Disheartened. And that's what motivated him. So I went and bought the book because I'm like, yo, if MLK got motivated off this, I might get motivated off it too. So I just have a lot that I'm trying to accomplish in this second half of the year. And it's just time for me to get down to business and get focused. So getting off all the apps. I, I'll, if I do go on dates, it'll be with people that I've already got in my phone that I communicate with. There won't be anybody new where I'm trying to like meet up and get to know you. And it'll just be regular stuff. I don't think I'll have a relationship by the end of the year. I don't think I'll be in one. So that's probably a good thing. 
more focused. When it comes to dating, I do want to say this too, and I'm learning this. I'm learning this the hard way, but I'm learning as I go on these dates. Bruh. I think it's just easier to be fuck buddies instead of friends with benefits or even just friends. Like when you're meeting these people you don't know and you're trying to like make a friendship out of that. Like if, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. Some people are cool. You'd be friends with, but you're meeting some of these people and you're trying to force the friendships. And it's like, not everybody's meant to be your friend. Not everybody's meant to be girlfriend material, bro. If you just want to fuck, just fuck. Like, I don't know. That's where I'm at with it right now. Because even with the whole friends with benefits thing, I had a date like last week where we were talking about like potential friends with benefits. And it sounded like a good idea. But then when I went on the date, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like it just felt like too much of a commitment. It felt like almost like a relationship. Like, Oh, you got to come over, spend this much time with me there in a week and watch TV, go out to eat. Like oh, it's a relationship. <laughs> so at that point, I'm just like, you know what? The friends with benefits thing is not even my, my steez right now. Like, if it's just sex, cool. Let me just, like, there's a gas station. I told you about the gas station in the Midwest called Come and Go. Fam, all I need to do is just come and go. Like, I don't need all the extra shit that comes along with it if it's not going to be serious. I feel like at this point, I'm all or nothing, bro. Like, it's either fuck buddies or we're working towards something. There's a potential for a relationship. I'm interested in you. But if we're in that middle ground, I don't need, I'm, I'm, I got to just kind of cut it off. Like I don't, I'm not really meeting people that I'm like, yo man, you're, you're a great friend. Like I'm not meeting people that I feel like, oh, lifelong friends. Like, man, I hung out with somebody a couple weeks ago and I thought she was going to be like cool as a friend. Like I just thought like, yo, you, you, you cool. Like I don't want to even have sex with you, but you might be cool as a friend. But then the more I hung out with her, I'm like, yo, the energy ain't right. And when you hang out with people over and over, you start seeing different things like each time. So I was like, man, I'm not feeling your energy. So I kind of had to cut even the the potential of a friendship off. I had to tell her like, yo, I, respectfully. That's that's the new word. Everybody says it like it's kind of like before you diss somebody, you say respectfully. It sounds better. So <laughs> instead of saying no shots, it's respectfully. So you know, tell her like, uh, I just feel like we need to go our separate ways, you know, respectfully. I wasn't feeling the whole friend thing even there. Like not even friends with benefits, just being a friend. Like I have so many friends already that like I'm good on friends unless you're like an outstanding person. I'm not really trying to add you to the friend list because I don't know people well enough when I meet them just to say you're a friend. Like you might think somebody's cool and you see another side of them. It's like, yo, nah. <laughs> so you got to vet, man. You got to do a better job of vetting. I got to do a better job of that. And I'm learning that, like, but fuck buddies, I just think that might be the way to go. Because, you know, you have sex, you may hang around each other for like an hour. Even less than that if you if you can't last long, you know. I've had some rough rough times, you know. But you, you might only hang around, like, for an hour. And then you get to go about your business. You're going to go on your way. And it's not really, like, a friend. Like, you don't feel like. You don't feel like there's feelings involved. And I hate to say it, but if it's just sex, you got to make sure you separate the feelings. Because once the feelings get involved, it gets complicated. So I'm telling y'all, man, if you're not feeling them like that, don't even don't even act like friends with benefits. Like, don't don't act like you want more than just to have sex. Just be honest. Tell them that you just want to fuck. We're in 2021. There are some uh, women out there who just want to have sex. Like, 
not everybody's going to be down for that. But if you're honest and tell them, like, the ones who are down will let you know. So I'm leaning more towards friend or fuck buddies than friends with benefits at this stage in my life. Unless I meet somebody who blows me away. And I ain't going to lie. I've gone on. I have been on a few dates with someone. I'm not even going to say names. But I've been on a few dates with someone. And I feel like she has potential to be something serious. Like, we ain't even kissed. We've just hugged. <laughs> like, it's like a Disney. It's like Disney relationship. Like, all you do is hug when you see each other, you know? So, but I, I like it because I'm getting to know her and there's no pressure, like, in the beginning. Like, we're just vibing, man. We're just getting to know each other. So, I like that speed. And we can kind of go at that pace. And we haven't had no talks about it. Like, hey, what are we? We haven't done any of that. And I like that. Because it's not time for that. It's three dates. But she has potential to be more. She has potential. So I like just keeping that there. But if I want to have sex with somebody else, I think it's okay to do that where you don't have those feelings involved that can cloud your judgment. So what I'm saying is, like, if you're just going to have sex, have sex. Don't commit to that person. But you can still date and the person you like, and I've said this before, and I've kind of gone back and forth on what I think about it, but I do, I'm saying now, yeah, don't, you don't have to have sex with the person. You don't have to kiss the person you're into early. Just take your time. Because you're already having sex, or you have options to have sex with somebody else. Like, So the horniness and all that, you don't have to worry about that getting in the way if you have that somewhere else. If I'm making sense to you, let me know. If I'm not, let me know too. We can discuss that further on the further episodes um i got some some days off coming too for work because i'm about to hit a year so after you hit a year at this job you accumulate pto quicker and they give you a free 10 days so i'm already like planning it i have like three extra days off coming in june mike is supposed to be coming down here for his birthday so we're gonna do something one of those days and then i'm taking like a week off for my birthday end of june beginning of july I might go on a world tour. I don't know what I'm doing, but I am going to do something. I'm trying to get Dominique to come down and kick it for a couple of days. She says she's going to come. We'll see. And maybe we can go visit Mike and Clarissa in Tampa. I do want to make it over to that side. I have not really hung out with Mike and Clarissa, so not in their area. So I need to go to Clearwater, chill with them. And I want to pod. I'm going to have some weekends off. I'm going to try to get some people over here to pod, have some good conversations. I told you I got to get Kayla back in studio. Gotta get Don A back in studio. Courtney, you owe me a pod. Courtney, I expect to see you at some point during the, these days off. Uh, David, D. Ham, gotta get you back over here or get you over here for the first time. So there's a lot of people I want to have conversations with. A lot of life talk, a lot of bullshit, relationship talk, sports talk, whatever y'all want to do, I'm about. Like, just let me know. I got time coming up in um, June, I believe it's, Four, fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth, I'm off, plus the second and third. So from the second to the sixth. And then in July or June 30th to, I believe, July 9th, I should be off. So if y'all free any of those times, let me know. Desiree, that's another person I've been dying to get in here. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Haven't been able to get her in. But I plan on getting a lot of people to come through this studio in the month of June and July. And we're going to get to it, man. But I just want to come back, do a little episode, 
hadn't been back in a while, just kind of catch y'all up on things going on in my life. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I think I'm going to leave with some Jay Electronica and Jay-Z. Started off with Mac Miller. I really love that Jay Electronica uh, written testimony album. So I think I'm going to play, I'm going to play a song off of there called The Blinding. The Blinding is super dope. It's him and Jay-Z. It's a joint album. If you haven't heard it, check it out. So, yeah. Play this. It's Jay Electronica featuring Jay-Z, The Blinding, written testimony. This is Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence. We'll be back with that DMX and Black Rob tribute, so look out for that. Once upon a time, there was a little you, the cub of a lion. Stowed away captive, a long way home from Zion. The dove prince sang about in purple rain, crying to the midget you heard tell of on the shoulders of the Listen, giant. Listen, I named my son, sir. You gotta call my son, sir. That boy already knighted. He ain't even out his rumper. You speaking on the kingdom, you better watch your tongue, sir. I send you where you've never been. You forget where I'm from, sir. That gossip I send ball heads. You gossip out the gun, sir. I'm brazy, I'm so brazen. I'm raising in the sun, sir. You can catch this broad daylight. You know the kingdom come. Sir, that wheel inside the wheel, a half a mile in circumference. It's the return of the Magdi, it's the return of the Akis. It's the return of the lost and found tribe of Shabazz, the Anunnaki. It's the return of Mr. Shakur, spitting out Flynn and Paparazzi. That's my new style.